Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome. We have a special treat for you guys today. For sure. We're so excited. It's episode two of our Enneagram month. We're doing three episodes in December Um, instead of two. Normally, we only bring you two podcasts in each month, but this month we are bringing you three, and it's all Enneagram. Enneagram Palooza? I like to. Enneapalooza? Enneapalooza. Enneapalooza, I think is what we started calling it. The special treat today, though, that we have, we have our moms here with us. Say hello, moms. Hello. <laughs> I love it. We are watching them on Zoom and we are recording them from a phone call. And it's so great to get together this way and get to say, hey, Amy's mom's name is Cindy. Cindy, would you like to say hello so we can identify your voice? Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Hey, Cindy. And my mom's name is Lori. Hello, Lori. Would you like to say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. Yeah, we're so excited to have you guys. So fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So we figure it's a little bit appropriate to give a little background um, to just kind of set the tone on relationship wise, um, specifically because Lori and I have a pretty unique situation, which is really exciting to share. First of all, it's just so glorifying to the Lord and the way that he has blessed the crud out of us. Um, and because we're going to talk about nature and nurture a little bit towards um, the end, once we get into the Enneagram component, we're going to kind of, um, you know, kind of explore a little bit on how it comes to, you know, how it's involved in the Enneagram, because it definitely mm-hmm. is there. Um, when we look for it, it definitely is there. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Amy, you want to talk about your mom? You're growing up a little bit, just a little synopsis. Yeah. Um, I think that for the most part, it was mostly traditional. Um my parents divorced when I was, how old was I, Ma, 13? Somewhere around there? 12. Yeah, 12, 13. Like that, yeah. Um, but for most of that, my mom was a single mom because my dad worked out of town a lot. You know, so her and and my sister and I, my younger sister, she's almost four years younger than me, just really super close. You know, it was the, it was the three of us mm. all the time. Dad was home on the weekends. Um, he usually, he worked out of town. And even when we, you know, we lived in Sacramento for the first part of that's where I was born at. And when we lived there, he worked out of town and then we moved to Reno, which my mom still lives there. Mm-hmm. And for a little bit, he was working locally, but then even for the, when we were there, he went back to working in San Francisco and was gone during the week and was only home on the weekend. So mm-hmm. during the week, it was the three of us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we were the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. So we've always had a, a super close relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Carrie and mom are like closer, but that's just because I'm a more independent person. It's nothing in regards to our relationship. It's just like mom's always Carrie's said. More, yeah, Carrie's, Carrie's more needy. needy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry, Which, Carrie. She will they totally right under the bus for that She one. will own it. Where is she in the birth that. order? You can say that too. So with with biologically, I'm the oldest and Carrie's the youngest. But with the three of us, Rachel's the oldest and then me and then Carrie. But Rachel and I are um, like what nine nine months apart, eight nine months apart. So we're close. Okay. Um, Okay. I'll I'll turn forty in February and she'll turn forty one in July. So we're pretty close in age. June. Um, Oh, oh, June. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. She's going to be mad. I know. Why did I say July? It's because Lana's birthday is in July. My Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Rachel. I love you. I call you on the right day every year. (laughs) Worst sister ever. Um, Thanks for catching that, Ma. So, yeah. No problem. So, yeah. You know, we... We just always had a really, a really close mm-hmm. relationship. So um, I bet you guys were like really in tune and rhythm. There's probably a lot of nurture stuff that oh, we will uncover. For sure. Yeah, just like just having lived life and for being sure. in, you know, just in each other's space kind yeah. of all the time, especially girls. I don't know. I think we all get right. Yeah. I think girls mm-hmm. we can get. So, I mean, this is why our periods go with each other. Right. Like, all <laughs> you all you follow me here. Oh, that's great. Let's just all be at once. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, mom knows that well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Living oh, with teenagers that were yeah. like that. <laughs> Three girls under one roof. I bet. That's exciting. Good though. times. Really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of birthday, first of all, this is going to air on the 18th, right? Yep. 18th. So it is not the 18th right now as we're recording. It's actually the 12th right now, but it's going to air on the 18th, which is two days from my birthday. My birthday is the 20th mm-hmm. of December. So happy birthday to me. And then yeah, happy birthday. Uh, thanks. And then straight to happy birthday to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, mine and Lori's story is really unique in that. Yes, I was born December 20th, 1977. I can just imagine that you remember definitely the day, Lori, right? Definitely the day. Yeah. The Christmas lights. Yeah, the Christmas lights. Yeah, it was Those definitely that time. Um, but then eight days later, on the 28th of December, um, Lori had to make the hard, hard decision to sign her birthrights to me away. And I was adopted by Terry and Stephanie Ludeman, and I was raised in their family um, and lived in an eastern Washington town, wheat ranchers, and um, kind of grew up that way and, and didn't, know, didn't know Lori, um, didn't get the chance to have her in my life at that time. Fast forward to November of 2018. I'm now 40 years old. In 2018, I turned 40. I was about to turn 41, and I was like huh, I wonder. <laughs> and I requested my original birth certificate and it came in the mail and Lori's name was right there on the birth certificate. I Googled her. She was not hard to find. She <laughs> was right there in the Quincy school district. And I emailed her and she emailed me back in a hilarious way. Only like, <laughs> just because I knowing you now, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. How do you know this? What else do you know? <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, and then she's like, yeah, according to the information that you are sharing with me, I am your birth mom. 
And then yeah. we wow. met like a month later, the day after Christmas in 2018, face to face. And okay. I don't want to get Christmas emotional. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. And That's I knew an it's awesome story. It's so crazy. I knew when I saw her, I, there was just something where I was like, oh yeah, that's my mom. Like there was just a deep knowing um, and like an instant just love and, you know, I mean, just an instant mm -hmm. connection. It was like, it was like yesterday. It was like, there was no 40 years right. in between. It's kind of how. That's right. I talk about the grace of God. I mean, chances are it's like, that's. Uh, only by his hand. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what you mean about the 40 years too, Lori, because I can still so vividly see the delivery room giving birth to my daughter. It, it's like mm -hmm. that fast. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I know what you're saying. There was no time in between because it just happens. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think that's an engraved thing in a mother's heart, you know, no matter no matter what the circumstances, it's always there. That that precious gift. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 And Laura, you said the grace of God. Um, obviously, I like I said, I had um, adoptive parents. Um, and at the time, my mom, Stephanie, was living um, here in Oak Harbor. But that following spring, so the spring after meeting Lori, she suddenly passed away. Um, and I felt like there was a huge grace of God there because, um, because he gave me Lori, <laughs> like knowing that that time with my adoptive mom was going to come to an end, um, and that there was going to, you know, be a void. Not that there, I mean, I loved my adoptive mom, but there kind of always was a void. You know, you always know that, you know, like Lori saying, like there was no time in between this time of my birth to the time that she met me and. Um, and not being together, that there is a void there. Um, but um, that void, you know, has been filled. And then even the void of not having, you know, kind of the physical mom and not knowing that was going to happen um, with my adoptive mom. Anyway, just such a huge gift, such a huge blessing. I couldn't believe the time frame. And God is incredible and so loving and giving and amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. So what a story. Wow. Is there anything you want to add to that, Lori? I felt like I just talked the whole time, but <laughs> yep. that's, that's just beautiful. I I wasn't um I remember when the email you sent the email through, you know, and I'm like, because uh, there had been many, you know, years or days, times in the past that I had prayed about you or over you and wondered where and there yeah. were a couple of times I it's like, oh, I wonder where, you know, tried to find you type of thing. But there's so many privacy rules and all that kind of thing. I kind of kept getting stuck on a roadblock. And, uh, okay, well, it must just not be God's time. And the funny thing is, is like how much, how parallel our lives actually still were. Absolutely. And even in close proximity, I mean, from where you lived and where I lived, and there was not a lot of ge geographical distance. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the... And this being raised how you were with your um, adoptive parents is so similar to how the other siblings were raised as well. So sure. yeah. a lot of parallels there. Yeah, for sure. I know. I mean, thinking about that, I mean, we could have easily been at the movie theater together at Safeway mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, that probably did happen throughout. 
um, you know, our lives, you know, my life growing up and then your life just living in that, that area. So crazy. Um, yeah. And I do think it's really cool when I talk to, um, my sisters, I haven't spoken to my, uh, half brother yet, but when I talk to my sisters, like, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of parallels, a lot of similarities of, you know, just kind of being farm kids and knowing what it's like to just have to do the thing, you know, harvest and all the hard stuff and all the good stuff and the fun stuff and playing in the dirt and all that kind of thing. So yeah, it's really cool how there really are a lot of parallels. And sport, there were yeah. sports, you guys had sports in common. Yeah. You, you guys both traveled um, abroad. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, just, it just is kind of like, it's like, oh my gosh, if you even a first smidge doubted that God wasn't good, it's like slap you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's I get it. <laughs> so right. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we wanted to give context because as we talk about um, just um, you know this I, this really cool thing, the enneagram and and the parallels there, it would help to definitely have a little bit of that context for both for both Amy and her mom and me and my mom. So uh, yeah, we wanted to go ahead and set that precedent. But with that, we will start talking all things Enneagram. Enneagram. So ladies, you're newer to Enneagram. Do you love it? Do you hate it? <laughs> In a word. Intrigued. Intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. I want to know more. Okay. Definitely want to know more. I love it. I think it's just a snapshot. It's it's just so cool. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. I, cool. I think it's cool too. It's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I get real excited talking about yeah. it. <laughs> but Cindy, you're right. Like the intrigue component, it's layers and layers and layers. Like we, you know, I think we just did the Enneagram basics and we just scratched the surface. I mean, there's yeah. so much I was even thinking this morning and as, as I was spending some quiet time before the Lord praying and just kind of like, where do you want us to go with this? And just thinking about how we really only were able to scratch the surface. And yeah. that was, you know, almost an hour and a half long talk about yeah. what this thing is. Sure. And so you're right. It is intriguing, um, but it's so powerful. And so it's just a really cool tool. It is. Yeah. So I'm glad neither oh, of you are I, like, I hate it. <laughs> I, plan on, I plan on digging in more and picking Amy's brain a lot yeah. about it yeah. because um, there's so many things where I go, oh, well, that could be me. No, that's not really me. You know, I, yeah. it just, it's, it's like a whirlwind. You're reading all of this information. It's like overflow. And, and so I really do want to dig into it deeper. This book is really good. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I also got the road back to you. So mm -hmm. I'm going to read that one as well. Yeah. But this one, I'm very excited to, yeah. to really get in and mark things up and see where it takes mm -hmm. me and make notes and cool. Mm -hmm. Them. And I retire in 11 days, so I'll have a lot more time oh. to do that. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, uh, my mom's referring to uh, the What's Your Enneotype book, yes. which we yeah. did um, put in the show notes for the first episode. So um, the links are there to just go straight to Amazon to get any of the three books that we actually two books. Mm -hmm. We did The Road Back to You and we did What's Your Enneotype. Mm -hmm. um, actually, we did also reference the Beatrice Chestnut. We did. I didn't yeah. link that one in the show oh, notes. Okay. So, yeah. so I just did the, yeah, that, that was like a, that's like a real deep dive yeah. into yeah. Yeah. the Enneagram. Yeah. The book, The Road Back to You also has a study guide. And I bought that as well. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know you got the study guide too. Mm -hmm. Look at you go. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and then Lori, do you want to talk about this book? I have it here. This book, Lori's been using, Lori and Robert, both um, her soon-to-be husband, have been going through a book called Becoming Us. Have you been liking that book, Lori? I have. I have because it gives, um, it's different than The Road Back to You. Yeah. Although The Road Back to You, I kind of felt like it went deeper into the types, but I'm becoming the Becoming Us, um, it gives you the tools for conflict or communication yep. or, you know, those things that work with not just spouse relationships, but all relationships in general. Mm-hmm. And um, I also felt like Becoming Us had more direction pointed back to the Lord. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, what you can do because you're um, in agreement or, you know, and so it was a little bit different than the road back to you for sure. Yep. Yeah, the road back to you. Although Ian Cron is a Christian man, he definitely was trying to write kind of more a secular tone just to invite more people into it. But you're right, Becoming Us um, is a great book for it's it's the sub or the whatever the tagline is using the Enneagram to create a thriving gospel central centered marriage by Beth and Jeff McCord. Um, and it's a great book just to focus. I mean, like Lori said, it's for all relationships, but it does really focus um, in an awesome way on our marriage relationships and how we get along in that romantic um, connected component when we're with our significant other, because it can get crazy. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's one of my favorite things about the Enneagram is just the ability that it gives us as we start to understand it and understand ourselves better, first of all, mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. be able to um, understand some of the tendencies that we have, especially as a nine in conflict mm-hmm. and how hard that is for me and how hard that is. Um, even though my husband is a super safe space for me, just the whole, even stepping into conflict is really hard. So even that recognition that that's a thing that I struggle with, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really important. And then as you know, you've figure out, you know, what, what your husband figures out, what number he is, or your best friend figures out what number she is or whatever, and how we relate and how we connect with them. And, um, I, one of the things that I really like about the, um, what's your Enneatype book is in each section, it talks about if you love a nine, this yeah. is the, this is the yeah. way to connect with them. You know, you need to be very patient with them in conflict. Um, you know, so like when you have that person that you're in relationship, it really can help you understand the best way to love them and to connect with them mm-hmm. and to understand where they're going to struggle and how you can let them know that you understand and you, you love them. That's right. So yeah. that's, that's one of the things that yeah. I just love about it so much is just that opening up of being able to better love ourselves and the people around us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you guys, have either of you, as you've been exploring and kind of like, okay, what type am I? I know, Lori, I think you feel like you've landed on nine. Cindy, I think you're still kind of exploring. Is there anything? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like I'm I'm gravitating to a nine as well. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm just curious, like, how has it been learning that? I know, Lori, at one point you were kind of like, Wow, it's really like kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, my question is, I, I, I really would like to help people who are just new to this, as you guys are, um, know the normalcy behind some of the feelings that come up when you figure when you start to figure out, oh gosh, that's who I am. Laura, you want to go and share a little bit about what that has felt like? 
so it's not always pretty. <laughs> now, I mean, the Amen. snapshot, and it's like, oh my gosh, how is that me in a book? You know, it's like, that's exactly how I am, but it's captured in words. And it's, and why it's not sometimes pretty is because, you know, it, it's that growth tool. It, it makes you self-aware and go, oh yeah, that is kind of how I am. You know, it's like, well, you know, and then the book will direct you back to, you know, how you could be uh, spiritually better, you know, and so it, it's definitely a snapshot. It's, it shows you, it shows you the good, the bad, and the ugly almost. I Amen. Think. Yeah, it totally does. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I think that that's a really important component that yes, it's almost exposing, right? Like, oh, how can you, you know, how are you reading my mail just like this right here in this book, which in one, on one hand, it can make you feel like, okay, wow, I'm not alone. Other people are like this. But then you're right. If you, you almost have to say, okay, but we serve a powerful and loving and intentional God. So if I invite him into that stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, he has, he has an ability to help me transform some of those kind of exposing things, those yucky things, those, why do I do that? Yeah. Things, <laughs> right. He can help us transform those into like, okay, I can see where I, this is, you know, why this is a part of me and how this can be used for good. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I, I picked up, um, being a nine, there's a component of anger in there. And, um, I was sharing with Shannon that, um, I don't remember a couple days back, and I had barely started the Enneagram, but um, I was like, I woke up and I was just angry. And I don't even know why I was angry. I was early in the morning. I'm cooking some breakfast. And it's like, but I kind of stopped and did a self check. And it's like, why are you angry? You slept well, you ate, you know, go through your, your basics. And um, it's like, this is, this is stupid. I don't even know why you're angry. Why are you feeling angry? I'm talking to myself, you know, as I'm stirring some eggs or whatever. And, and I was like, okay, I knew enough. It's like, okay, I just gave it over to God because it's like, okay, there's something going on there. But um, I started counting my blessings because I knew the mm -hmm. opposite was, oh, I just need to immerse myself. And so I just kind of felt that tug. And then later when I was reading in the Enneagram, it was like, oh, yeah, this is what I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yep. you can fall asleep to anger. You can fall asleep oh, yeah. to, it can kind of hit you like that on a day where it's like, there's nothing happened. So why would I be angry? But it can be residual from another time. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Because you're a nine. Yeah, I am. I am nine through and through without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> one of the things that I see that manifesting for me when, you know, if there is anger or whatever, or angst or any of those negative emotions that are kind of under the surface, I really want to pick a fight with my husband. Mm. I really like... <laughs> and I will be looking for something to get irritated with him about just so I can pick a fight. But I also recognize that I'm doing it. And so I don't pick the fight. Instead, I choose to have a conversation um, because I know the fight isn't going to get us anywhere. And it's actually going to bring me more grief than anything totally. because, yeah. you know, it's going to be something totally ridiculous. And so um, actually in therapy, my therapist helped me realize that, that like I want to pick a fight with him sometimes. And I don't even have a good explanation as to why mm -hmm. he hasn't done anything mm -hmm. that really is, you know, deserving of that. Mm -hmm. So like, that's where like, I have this under the surface stuff. And like in that episode, we were talking about Lori with the, with the road rage, one of the gals in our Bible study was like, I think that's all of your anger from that nineness, like coming up to the surface and like coming spewing out of you through road rage. <laughs> 
which I've gotten a lot better about. I really have. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, that piece of it, um, in that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Cindy, as you, if you're thinking through and, um, as you read about a nine or as you read about these types and you kind of feel like, uh, how's it, what are the feelings that kind of bubble up to the surface? Well, again, the anger portion of it, just, I, I have fights with people in my head, you know, there will be a a circumstance where I will have full blown conversations telling them just what I think, you know, I'm just so angry. And then I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I do. Why? It gets nowhere. Other than sometimes it's cleansing for me. I feel like, okay, got that out of my system. I can go back to being good again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely picked up on on that part, as you did, Lori, where it just kind of comes bubbling out of you. Um, but then there's, there's also the, you know, the peacemaker. I always want everybody to be happy. I want them to have full bellies and to be warm and happy. And, you know, I definitely, definitely that that side that's what made me think okay you are probably a nine yeah and what i sorry mom didn't mean to interrupt you Um, the when you were what you were just saying really made me think of um you know one of the things that we didn't get a a whole lot into in that first episode was kind of you know like where each number goes in growth and where we grow go in um in stress or you know that disintegration and integration and all that and nines in stress go to six. And one of the things that sixes do is kind of that worst case scenario thinking. And I do that. I mean, I, when you talk about doing like the conversations in your head of this is what I would say, and this is what I would do. I do the exact same thing. And I think that that is a place that as nines, we go when we are feeling stressed by these situations. And it's easier for us to go to that worst case scenario thinking in our head than to do the healthy thing and address the conflict the way that we should. Mm-hmm. It's easier just to have it in our head. <laughs> I don't do it as much as I used to. Amy, as you know, my marriage was very bad before your stepfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And I had those conversations in my head mm. all the time. I just wanted to just scream all of these things at him which would have done no good. Right. But I did. I, I truly wanted to. Now I'm in a, a new marriage with someone total opposite end of the spectrum. Um, you were talking about wanting to pick a fight, Amy, with, with Tom. Um, I don't think I've ever felt that now with Jim, you know, in the, the what, three years, four years, three and a half years we've been together. Um, I've never felt that way. Um, and we've never really had a full blown argument. We've had disagreements, but never have, it's just, we've just never allowed it to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of it is because of our past relationships were, you know, they could be very difficult. And so we don't want that anymore. We're, we're beyond that. And we've, so, so when I look at the nine, I don't tend to go to that anger so much depends on the circumstance but not nearly as much as I used to Mm -hmm. um just yeah well and when you were when you were in that relationship with Doug you were always operating out of a place of stress 
Absolutely. So it makes sense why that's where you would go instead of being able to figure out how to have a conversation where you could express what you felt, even if it wasn't great and it wasn't all positive, that wasn't an option. So stress was the only place that you were able to operate from. Right. And it's a really great example of the two, the differences in when we're operating in stress and when we're operating in a, from a place of um, where we're healthier. Right. Right. Absolutely. And you, you feel different inside mm-hmm. as well. You know, I mean, it's in your head and, and just your physical being feels different mm-hmm. because uh, you know, you can, you can think about going to your significant other with an issue or a conflict or <gasps> a wrecked car or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that knot that you would get in the pit of your stomach, just even to the point of, um, so Rachel needs me to watch the girls on Saturday night. I have to go tell them this and I don't want to do it. Mm. And I knew that it was going to be a fight, mm-hmm. even though when the girls were there, we all had fun together, but it was, um, it was always that pit of my stomach. And now I don't think in the last three years I've ever had that happen where I had to go to Jim and say, Oh, this is what happened. You know, it, and when I did scratch my car, you know, I went home and said, oh, gosh, come see what I did. And and I knew what it was going to be. Oh, babe, we can rub that out. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. You know, but That's cool. I could I could approach it differently. So that anger component isn't quite so much mm-hmm. a part of it now. Yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. It's a huge blessing. So what about you, Lori? Do you feel like as a nine that you notice yourself go to that stress number of six or what do you, what do you observe? Yes. Uh, once I learned about the wings, um, it kind of made more sense. Like I understood that the nines was kind of your basic, but the, the wing kind of added that extra. Um, there have been years in my past, for example, that I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of like a porcupine. It's like you want to push in and love me, but yet I have prickles, you know, so it's like push away, push away. Yeah. And um, I always felt like there was this fortress around my heart. Like it was just, I walled it up and um, it was hard. It was hard to, I wouldn't let people in. So it's hard to love me. And then when I was reading in the um, sixes, I was like, there it was it was like okay now you know now I see Mm -hmm. I I also felt like in the when you're learning about the wings the healthy side not just the stress side but the other side you know when you learn something new it's kind of like a new shoe it kind of not doesn't feel right you have to kind of get used to it but not with the Enneagram I felt like even the healthy things when you it, they just kind of flow. It's just like yeah. so easy, mm-hmm. easy. Like you already knew them. Like they were that innate part of you that just kind of, and it just flows. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the the um, the wings and even you know when you're looking at the, the whole triad, it just made it just kind of made a more complete picture of what what it was all about. Yeah, yeah. I always say when you go to your growth number or the number that you are in growth. So for you guys, you nines, I am the only person who is not a nine literally <laughs> sitting here. Um, you guys go to three and it's, it's as if you're firing on all cylinders, right? So you said it's this natural, like kind of normal kind of feels good sense of place. And it, it, to me, it's like, oh, you know, you're in a growth 
place when you're kind of firing on all cylinders and you're drawing from that growth number. Um, just to clarify, Lori was calling the stress number and growth number wings, which is totally understandable. So we go to a number. So when we have our core number, we go to a number in stress in order to cope. And it's usually the low side of that number. So you nines go to the low side of six, which means you can be um, worst case scenario thinkers. You're kind of filling in the blanks with your narratives about whatever it might be in the worst kind of case scenario, like I just said. Mm -hmm. But then in growth, you go to three, you go to the high side of three, which means you're highly effective. You are very efficient. Mm -hmm. um, you're very focused. Um, so those are kind of what, what she's talking about there, stress and growth. The wings for a nine actually happen to be eight or one. We talked about this in the first episode of the Enneagram, which is the wings can only flank your main number, which again, I mean, it's, they're all interchangeable. We know what you're trying to say. I just wanted to clarify that. So yeah. <laughs> so that would be, um, yeah, your, your guys's wings are eight or one. And what, and what are yours? And what's I'm a four. And so my wings are uh, three or five, right? Yeah. Yep. And you're, five. you're a three wing. I am a three wing yes. for the most part. That's the other thing is, you know, there'll be times in your life when um, it's pretty obvious what wing you are of a pretty heavy three wing. Mm -hmm. um, I recognize sometimes I draw from my five wing, but I, I often wonder if that's just my even more of my three wing. And I'm just chameleoning my husband because threes can be really chameleon-esque. Um, they can just take on the characteristics of whoever they're around. My husband's a five. So anyway, it gets confusing there for me, which one's which, but for you guys, you guys have, you know, eight or one um, wings. We talked about stress number. Um, where Do you guys notice when you draw from your wings? Do you notice what that looks like? And what about, um, Cindy, you didn't talk about your growth number. Um, do you notice when you draw from your growth number? Can you recognize that when you're kind of firing on all cylinders? Um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess still learning about it. I haven't mm -hmm. thought a whole lot about that at this point. Um, so my growth number would, would be, a, did you say a three? Three, yeah. So you're a three. A three. So okay. that's that's where you're, um, you know, just really being, you're feeling like you um, are really capable, you're organized, you're, um, you know, able to get things done, super efficient and effective in whatever it is you're doing, whether that's with work or with projects at home or, you know, whatever it might be. Like you just really feel like you're, instead of questioning um, cause you know, as, as nines, um, if you know, we're, we're kind of running on an assumption that you might be a nine right now, not, yeah, like not certain that that's where it is yet, but you know, that you're kind of leaning that way. So we're kind of running on that assumption just for conversation's sake. Um, you know, we can sometimes feel like our voice isn't important and what we have to say isn't important and that our thoughts and all that aren't, um, we just, they're other people's stuff is more important than ours. They're, you know, they're, ours is just secondary. Um, so when we go to that place of growth with the three, we kind of step away from that. And we're mm -hmm. like, you know what, I am capable. Mm -hmm. And what I have to say is important. And the skills that I bring are useful. And I'm not just this person floating around over on the edge of everything. Like I have things I can contribute. And I'm going to voice my ideas and my thoughts because I do actually feel like they're important. So that's, that's where we kind of go with the growth part of it. Um, when we step away from kind of just falling asleep to ourselves and we actually find some, some almost like backbone in a sense in that to stand right. up and speak for ourselves. I think as, as I've gotten older, 
definitely have gotten to that point. I used to feel like I didn't have a voice, like, you know, it, it really didn't matter. Um, with maturity comes that knowledge that, no, I do, I do have thoughts and, and they do count and I have feelings and they do count. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say that uh, and you're talking about um, accomplishing things, getting things done, getting organized, um, especially here at home. And now that I'm facing um, retirement and I've got all of these projects that I want to get done, um, I'm, in my head, I'm already organizing everything. So, yes, I'm definitely pulling on the three in, in my growth, and I do see that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very good. It's interesting because I feel like three, like, so say – say you nines lean towards your eight wing. I feel like I can see in the three, I can see a ton of eight too, which almost would get confusing. Well, are you drawing from your wing? Are you drawing from your growth number? Maybe it doesn't really matter. Maybe somehow those are merging together mm -hmm. um, because again, that like you get really efficient, you know exactly what to do. I wonder if the connection piece to the three would be understanding and being really in tune also with how those around you might be feeling. Um, Cause that's a, that's kind of a superpower of three. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to make all those connections. Yeah. And I think that's what does make it so intriguing and so complex is because there are, you know, all these factors and it, it does take time oh, to yeah. figure mm -hmm. out where you land in that. And, um, you know, what, what aspects of you come from where and mm -hmm. how do we, how do we use that effectively? How do we recognize and understand that mm -hmm. in a way that we can continue to grow yeah. through yeah. the understanding of who we are mm -hmm. um, just more clearly? Yeah. So, I mean, the big word that comes to my mind is just the curiosity component. Like I think ultimately to remain, um, have a heart posture of lifelong learners, we have to stay curious, right? So um, we always want to be like, okay, I mean, I feel like I, this resonates with me. This is, I think, who where I land in the Enneagram, for example, but being willing to stay curious with it and, and be like, wow, I'm recognizing, you know, my response or reaction in this way. Huh, how does that, what's going on there? What am I, like you said, like, what am I really, or I guess Lori was saying, what am I really mad about? Like being willing to like go in and dig and and be more you know, be be more willing to recognize. Wow, I'm I'm triggered, or I've got some kind of reaction or response going on here. I want to react or respond, and and realizing that that actually might send you a different direction within the enneagram too, and can be like, well, maybe my core fear is really this, or maybe my core motivation is really this. I mean, ultimately, those core fears, those core motivations, really do help us really um, whittle down to what we what we really are, what that that base, that why behind what the what mm -hmm. like we can see out outwardly what we do clearly. Yeah. It's just a matter of figuring out what the motive yeah. is. Why, why am I doing Why that? do I do that? Why do I why go to this place? Yeah. That's the beauty, right? That's the sweet spot. Yeah, for and, sure. And it can be a shadow space. I mean, that's why we want to, I mean, that's, you know, the light of the world. We want to you know, invite the Lord in, shine light all over that thing, get it out, get it out. Yep. <laughs> you know, he can redeem all those nooks and crannies, all those places inside of us, which is super cool. For sure. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that I'm curious about, um, and Lori, I know that you um, and Robert have been doing the Road Back to Us book, Becoming Us. I was merging the yes, titles. Yes, <laughs> All the books. I was writing them all together. Okay, so Becoming Us. Um, 
so I'll I'll start with you with this question. Um, how do you how have you seen just this exploration of figuring out what your number is and understanding it better impacting your relationship? Uh, more aware. It's made well. It's made both of us more aware. He's not reading it every day, but he's reading. Um, I read to him, you know, sections. And the weird thing is, is we're both nines. Wow. And so I was like, okay, well, end of. And matter of fact, I closed the books. Like, okay, I guess we're done. We got. We're both nines. <laughs> and it's like once I learned more, you know, it's like, oh, well, just because we're both nines, we're not both alike because of those weightings or the, the growth and the stress, you know, and, and how each one of us do it differently. And I think um, it's definitely been conversation for us. Um, and the part in the book that talks about the childhood, you know, where it's like your childhood and how those mm-hmm. pieces fell together to help, you know, kind of um, that. It's been a huge topic for he and I. Um, so it's you know it's, it's been good conversation, and it's also just made us more aware of oh that's why we don't want to do that or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think you it's bring been, up a sorry. Go ahead. It just has been good. It's been a good uh, good learning tool for both of us. Yeah, I, I I like that you brought up how even though you know both of you are. Um, Sorry. Nines. Um, I forgot was placed. I spaced on the number that you had said. Um, that it can look so different, right? Because there are so many different factors in that. In that, yes, you're both nines, but you know, you we haven't even talked about subtypes. You right. have, you know, you have totally. the the self pres and the social and the sexual subtypes. So each of you could be different in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have different wings and just how you present and how it, you know, you see that nineness coming through could look totally different. I was telling Shannon the other day, I'm, I'm collecting fours. Like I've just, I'm finding I'm getting more and more friends that are fours and, but they look so different. Even when I have two friends that I know that are both sexual fours, but the way that like they're uniquely in, it's different. Mm-hmm. The way that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that it looks for each of them is different. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is really interesting how you can have two people that fall even into the same subtype yet it comes across differently. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we're all unique individuals. Mm-hmm. So right. that's a really excellent point that it can, doesn't just mean you understand your spouse completely now because you know that they're a nine. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's just like Shannon said, it's that it's that um, having that open heart to be able to grow. I mean, when I first started, it was like, okay, all the nines are over here and the eights are over here. And, you know, everybody's all like sheep and the goats and we got this close book, we're done. And then, but the more I read, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, for sure. I like the fact that you brought up, um, you know, kind of how you were raised. Um, It reminds me of the benefit of, you know, genogramming, which um, we talk, we will talk about in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, um, how how important it is. You got to, you really do have to go back in order to go forward. You really do have to break it down like, you know, what was my, what was my family dynamic and how does that impact me? And I mean, this whole, this, just the intricacies of how we grow and how we view the world today and how we will view it tomorrow and a month from now and a year from now, 
all all matters and it's all so unique and so beautiful it can also feel really brutal but it really is so so important to be taking a look at that those components too um and that makes me think about like the nature nurture thing like why gee why do you know why why do we act like that why do we do this you know why is this the norm for you know our family unit well we can go back and we can kind of trace it right to figure out exactly what this is well when we fight we just separate and we slam the doors and we never, you know, you know, have a solution. You know, that's obviously not the healthiest way to do it. But if it's what you've always done, (laughs) then then you can kind of see like, okay, that makes sense. Now combine that with your nineness or combine that with your whatever, you know, so yeah, that's all really yeah, it's so there's so much to it. It's beautiful. It's so much it can overwhelm a person. Don't let it overwhelm you. (laughs) I think think there's um, a lot of a lot of work that can be done if a person, you know, chooses to go that route. Mm -hmm. Like it's not always easy to go back and look at your past. A matter of fact, for myself, even it was like, Nope, past is over. It's done. I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. I'd even gone to counselor, you know, over the years past and they want to delve into the past. And it's like, Nope, I'm only here for today. I'm not going to talk about that yet. As you, as you're pointing out, and that's a growth step that that's necessary to take, and and yeah, it's not always it's not always pretty, yeah. but and you want to have that light be able to shine for God. And those are things you have to get out of the way. You have to break those barriers down. So yeah, yeah. so true. And he's so intentional that I can see you know some of the stuff that you know, he's always working for the good of those who love him, no matter what. So no matter what our past looks like it can yield who we are today really intentionally. Like I can even see, I don't know, Lori, if you feel like you're an eight wing or not, but I feel like you are, you are an advocate. Like you like to advocate for people. And I, I mean, um, I think that's a powerful thing for you and your reasons why for that. Like, I, I mean, that's all because of just your past and your experience and what the Lord has allowed and how he's stirred up this passion in you. And anyway, so I think that's really beautiful. Um, Cindy, I want to hear from you about uh, how do you feel like just this kind of exploring um, Enneagram has impacted your relationships around you, specifically with Jim, right? Mm-hmm. And then even with your your kids and anybody you can think of, like how has it impacted those um, relationships? Well, I would have to say I'm, I'm going to take this to to my work at this point. Um, it's given me some insight on how to deal with different personalities mm-hmm. that I work with. Um, and so it's been very helpful in that regard. Um, and also in uh, like with, with Carrie, my, my youngest daughter mm-hmm. and what she's going through at this point in her life. Um, it's helped me take mm-hmm. some different approaches, different um my thought process processes have changed some through that because it, it affects me deeply because it affects my grandchildren and it affects my daughter. And, and so it has helped me and my approach with her rather than being that, well, this is what you need to do. And this is what you should say. And this, it, I tried to get her to tell me what, she thinks I'm taking a more open approach rather than trying to direct her as to what she needs to do. Mm. I still catch myself doing it, but, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I, and with, with Jim, um, 
it's almost sometimes it scares me it's almost too easy you know we just did we we clicked from day one our first I'm, I'm all about my family my family is my world and um our first date when we went to dinner we sat he took me to dinner and it was like an eight hour date and the whole time we talked about our families his his parents my parents our children our our siblings um so that was that was pretty pretty intense that was probably the best conversation i'd had in a very long time mm, so good. with jim it's 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 very very easy until his italian shows and then i have to Hey, <laughs> I'm curious what what he is. We need to we need to get him to yeah. do it and have him do some reading on it because I'm I'm just curious because he's you know he's so loving and um, just such a, a kind soul, but he also has that um, that engineering Fire. mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just very technical in those ways. So I'm just very curious where he would fall. Um, with the different aspects of his personality, which I think would be really great for for you to know about him. You know, it's like, I feel the same way with with Tommy. We click really well, but it has been extremely valuable for me to recognize um, and for him to recognize that he's a six and what that means for him. And he even uses the language sometimes like, oh man, my sixness has just like, it is just loud and clear right now. Like it, my six was just showing so much. And so it's really, it's opened his eyes to his tendencies, helps him understand me better. And, um, you know, and kind of when I need to talk about something, but I don't want to do it because I'd rather just avoid the conflict. He does that pulling a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, my, my dear friend Shannon is so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and she just does it like naturally, like, come on, aim. Uh, there's something in there, like she just keeps loving me, and then I'm like, <laughs> like word vomit all over. So you know, just recognizing those parts. And you do, and you learn those things about each other. It's like I know that I should never ask him to put a nail in the wall or change a faucet or anything like that because he loses it every time. If it does not go perfectly. Oh wow! <laughs> Immediately, it is like his Italian. I'll tell him, "Babe, your, your Italian's showing, please." You know. So, like, we had to have we had to have a new faucet in our kitchen, and we paid one hundred and ten dollars to have someone come do this simple faucet because I knew that's I knew just wisdom. What would happen? Yeah, I think that's just wisdom. You can recognize you our know? strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so, you know, but put him in the kitchen with a pot and a pan and that man magic cooks like no other magic. Um, yep. So, you know, you just have to, fi- we figured things out and, and we still huh. are, we're still in, you know, new in this relationship and this marriage, but um, there are some things that we have figured out. And when I look at this book and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, um, and, and the book that you're reading, Lori, with, with Robert, your husband, Robert, with becoming Robert, us. becoming us. Okay. I want to look into that one too. Yeah. All right. Like She's good. a reader. 
Mom's a reader. I've got a stack of books. There's been so many things coming out recently that, oh, I got to read that. Oh, I got to read that. So I've got probably eight books stacked up in my office. (laughs) Good thing you're going to be retired soon and you're going to have plenty of time to do some leisurely reading. (laughs) Yeah. Until I I get the puppy anyway. Yeah. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah. Then you'll you'll definitely be busy. Well, I definitely don't want to miss out on um, talking about the nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm part of it um, because I think that that. yeah I think that's a an important piece to just touch on um do either one of you have any initial thoughts on that nature versus nurture part go ahead Lori Hmm. I don't know I I I could just see similarities I mean you know even though Dannon and I did not uh grow up in close proximity to each other um reading about a four, you know, and seeing some, knowing what I know from Shannon, it just, it just made so much sense. Uh, the childhood that, you know, um, that when it was talking about your childhood for a four, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know, I could see it. And I can see why you're a pastor, you know, you're, you know, how you're helping people on their journey, you know, um, but, um, yeah, I, I think there's a little of both, mm-hmm. uh, always mm-hmm. in, in every situation, a little mm-hmm. bit of nature and nurture, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it mm-hmm. goes there. It's funny, Shannon, um, I, I hadn't told you, but the uh, I was reading something about uh, always wanting to fit in Island of Misfit Toys or something or somewhere in that one of the books I read about that. And grow, growing up, that's how I felt. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I felt like that, too, you know. <laughs> but there you go. It was like, and then I was like, well, could she have gotten that through the womb? And, then, you know, or I, you know, mm-hmm. then my mind's like, well, what if? And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, all the entry mm-hmm. questions. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's so would... many things, so many mm-hmm. things that I see with, with Amy um, in, in her, even down to her mannerisms. <laughs> you know, there, there are things that you know that it's, it's nature. You know that that it comes from within. Um, last week or week before, Amy's stepmom posted a picture <laughs> of her father, and he was he was sitting there with his arms across and his head was down, and he was just he was not happy. And it was because she had taken all the all of the goodies that she baked to a bake sale, and he was not happy. <laughs> And I sent that picture to Amy because what she's doing right there is she's done it since she was a tiny girl. If she didn't get her way, you know. And so I sent her the picture. I sent her the picture. I said, does this look familiar? And she goes, LOL, no. No. No, it doesn't. (laughs) And so that immediately resonated with me. There's so many things. When she was little, she would do things that were her father inside and out. And just the way she'd hold her hands or she'd do this funny little dance. And it was the same dance that he did. Mm-hmm. And and I would tell her, would you, so after we were divorced, would you stop being so much like your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Made me crazy. That's and she'd cute. say, well, you can't, you can't divorce me, Mom. <laughs> I did. That's exactly what I would say yeah, to her. Oh, you're sassy. You can't divorce me, huh? Very sassy. No doubt. I can be sassy. But, um, but you know. Then the nurture part comes in. My mother passed away when I was 11 years old. 
And my aunt, who was very close with her, was my, my dad's sister, she would sometimes get teary-eyed because when I would be talking and I'd be talking with my hand, she'd go, oh my gosh, it's just like your mom. You are so much like your mom. But then I was raised by my stepmother who I find myself doing and staying or being like her. And it's like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but mm-hmm. I do, I find, mm-hmm. I find myself mm-hmm. being a lot like my stepmom mm-hmm. and, you know, she didn't, didn't come into my life until I was, you know, in my early teens. So the nature nurture thing is very interesting to me. I could, I could get into that deeply. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they say that our core number, whatever the actual number we land on is, is nurture or sorry, nature. It's how we're made wired depending on our DNA. And so obviously that would take into account um, our parents. And then the nurture is highly influenced by um, how we're raised or sorry, obviously the nurture, but um, is our subtype. Yeah, our subtype. Our, our subtype. Yeah. So okay. if you are a self-pres, a, a one-to-one or sexual or a social, that is typically because of the environment that you were raised in. So I'm I'm wondering, Cindy, whatever, however you were raised with your, you know, stepmom, if, which I feel like just listening to you, you would be a self-pres because of the way that she, you know, the importance of like feeding people and warmth and that maybe you sure. learned that from her. I don't know. But I think I did. I truly do think I did. Um, she had a way of making, I told, used to tell her she could make a cardboard box feel cozy and homey. Yeah. You know, she, she had, and I, I do the same thing. My mother was more, um, from, from what I remember of her, um, she was more focused on status, um, she had a, an air about her mm. that a lot of people thought she was a snob because of the air that she had about her. Mm. I think I took on more of my stepmom's traits as mm. the years went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and, and I, I reflect on, so my nephew, uh, Todd has a stepson, Treas. And Treas does not have much of a relationship with his father, but he and Todd are very close. And I was at uh, a barbecue at my niece's house, and, and Treas was there. And he was talking to me intensely about he's a big sports fan. Baseball is his world. And he's talking about his teammates. And I looked at his mother and said, when did he become Todd? <laughs> I mean, he has just drawn Todd into him. I mean, he's just he's just done an amazing job with this boy. That's so and cool. yeah, it was it was crazy. Well, it was crazy. Definitely nurture for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was so good. Was um, so good. Yeah. I'm. Um, thank you guys so Thanks, much. Moms. Yeah, moms. Our, our lovely, beautiful You're moms. Welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. It was fun to talk to other people who kind of know about it because mm-hmm. the word's not out there in my circle of life. Yeah. Mine either. Yeah. Mine either. Okay, you be word spreaders then. Yep. <laughs> Spread the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. appreciate you guys having this conversation and just sharing your 
your thoughts and feelings with us and yeah. um, your willingness to dig into it. I know mom for you, there's something brand new. Um, and you were sure. like, all right, tell me what books to buy. I'm going to read about it. You know? So she was totally, I mean, I think that if I told my mom that I wanted to, you know, like be an underwater basket weaver, she'd be like my biggest cheerleader. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I, but we appreciate just the willingness to engage with us in this and have these conversations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. So um, episode three will be coming out next Friday. Last one in our Enneagram. Just Christmas. Um, so yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry, our gift to you <laughs> is the last episode in our Enneagram, uh, Enneagram Palooza. Yeah. <laughs> And we will have uh, some young adults mm -hmm. on with us. We'll have Alyssa, mm -hmm. Shannon's daughter. We'll have Maddie. Mm -hmm. And who else is going to be here? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. um, so they will be here with us to kind of talk about their experience with the Enneagram, specifically with being mistyped. mistyped yeah. And um, what it was like to kind of operate from this place of the number that they thought that they were and then realizing nah, that's not it and just kind of what that was like for them so excited for that conversation yeah. i think yeah. it's gonna be Me done too. it'll be fun yeah um and before we go we also want to remind you that we um the any let's see eden connect not enneagram connect <laughs> eden connect will be doing emotionally healthy spirituality starting january 20th it'll be on wednesdays this winter um, over in the sanctuary, we'll be meeting in person, but we also will have an option to tune in virtually, but you got to sign up for this. Um, it's powerful. Um, yeah, I think theology is really important and understanding your Bible, uh, but it's also really important to merge and marry that with emotional health as well. And Pete Scazzaro, um, the author of the book, does such a great job of itemizing that for us and really laying it out so you do not want to miss that signups are available right now on the website you can go under connect women's groups or under ministries eden and you can sign up up there Sweet. i think that's it i think that's it i'm gonna pray for us before we go um heavenly father we just praise you for this awesome and powerful tool we pray that you would use it with us we invite you into the process of this exploration um, we know that it's really important that we understand ourselves and that we um, know who we are, specifically because we are the Amago Day. We are the image of you. And we praise you for that. We know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and you're so intentional with us. We don't wanna be living and operating out of old um, operation systems. We don't wanna be reactive. We don't wanna be in the shadows. We wanna be fully in the light to glorify you and your name. And we want to live fully spiritually led and we need you in this process. And so we invite you into it and we praise you for it. And we love you so, so much in your holy, holy and precious name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Bye, guys.